Hey, hey, you're listening to the Let's Heal Already podcast for the sometimes impatient, sometimes cranky person doing some healing. And I'm your host, JR. I'm an author, actor, and speaker from Far Rockaway, New York. And on this podcast, you'll hear me cover ground on a variety of topics from mental wellness and emotional literacy to blackness to masculinity and femininity, to ending misogyny and patriarchy, to last but not least, bisexuality and ending sexual shame. Hey y'all. Okay, so I recorded this episode over two years ago. Um, I was in a different place in my life. I was in a different apartment. I had a different attachment style. (laughs) Um... (laughs) So uh, listening back to it and, you know, doing the edits to get it ready for podcast formatting, um, a lot of it still rang true, but there was a a certain part that I was just kind of like, ooh, like I've grown in this area since. So let me like add an addendum, if you will. Um, And the area that I have grown in is asking for needs. Um, certainly as a child and um, throughout most of my life, I have had to be hyper independent. And I was told that, you know, like you, like we all are supposed to fend for ourselves and um, you can't have needs from other people or like if you do have needs from other people, it's only once in a while. It's not like frequently or it's not a big need. It's a small need. Oh, hey, can you pass me that? Can you just do something that won't take too much effort from other people's parts um and asking for my needs from other people is still something that I still struggle with um and it's still a challenge for me so I wanted to be vulnerable and say that first of all before I start asking for what I need from you as listeners um (laughs) um but yeah uh that was certainly missing from this video in a lot of ways my personal needs from listeners And specifically from people who in this video I named as like heterosexual black men. And even if you are not a black man, even if you are a heterosexual person, if you are a heterosexual man. Yeah, what I need from you is when you see homophobia, when you see biphobia, just name it. Like, oh, that's homophobic. Oh, that's biphobic. Even if you... Don't feel like you are like at this place in your journey where you should or are entitled to call people out. (laughs) Um, It doesn't have to be this big thing. It doesn't have to be, oh, that is homophobic. And therefore, um, I'm casting you to the ends of the earth. You now belong on planet Jupiter and get away. It doesn't have to be that, you know. But simply naming stuff like, oh, that's that's homophobic. That's biphobic. Um, that goes a long way. And I think that sometimes on the Internet. People are like. Who's doing the homophobia? Who's doing the biphobia? Oh, it's it's straight black men or it's straight men. And that's not always true or like. Yes, many are, but that's not the only demographic that does that. And, um, you know, that doesn't, that doesn't make me feel good either. (laughs) Like, it's not like, uh, like, like, yeah, it's pervasive. It's everywhere. It's in everything. 
it's in like I, I remember watching these TikToks of these uh black guys who are uh heterosexual and uh they're cisgender and they were talking about how like it was a turnoff for them or it was like a red flag for them and a woman who was like homophobic and I think that was the first time that I've ever heard that in my life and I literally just heard that this year 2022 and like when I heard that something inside of me like shook or like something inside of me like felt like this like what like this like beautiful feeling like like wait y'all care about that y'all care and like not only do y'all care like for some of y'all that's a deal breaker and like I never knew that I never knew that I've never even heard of that concept and um I'm not necessarily asking for that to be a deal breaker for any of you who are listening, but I'm certainly asking for you to call out homophobia, to call out biphobia when you see it. Um, I think that's a very practicable, practical, tangible thing that you can do. And also, um, this is like the real need that I have because that first need was like, oh yeah, that's like cute. That's like, oh yeah, that's that's easy past me to solve. Like that's like, you know, but the real need that I had that I was talking about in the beginning <laughs> um, that is hard for me to say and be vulnerable about is, um, yeah, I need I need straight black men um, to be nurturing toward um, queerness in black people, black boys, black men um, to be nurturing of being gay to be nurturing of being bi or pan um and to see it as beautiful and to verbalize that and um yeah that's that's really what i need and i don't like i mean if y'all want to send me emails or y'all want to reach out that's great uh but that's not really what i mean (laughs) i kind of mean in your respective um communities in your respective areas and um you know, I think through conversation I've had, um, I think people who are straight are like, oh yeah, like if a queer person ever came around me, yeah, I would be respectful. And it's like, great, but that's not like when it starts or when it ends, like even when you're in rooms where you're certain or you think, oh, everybody here is straight. That's when, like, that is such an important time that is such an important time to be like, oh no, like being gay is beautiful. Like, wow. Like that's so cool. Like that's beautiful. And like, obviously if you don't believe that, or if you don't like really feel that, you know, don't, don't say it. Um, but even if that's like an aspirational goal, like how can I see this thing as like cool or interesting or beautiful or unique or, or whatever positive words, Um, What websites do I have to visit to learn more about it, to see it as a cool, beautiful, unique thing, aspect of uh, a personhood of humanity? And what books do I need to read or what podcasts do I need to listen to to make sure that like some of my wording is not like, you know, problematic or weird or or plays into stereotypes or whatever? Like, you know what I mean? And that's something that I definitely invite you to do on your own. I don't want to like give people all the answers or like not that I have all the answers. Um, 
but that's certainly something that I definitely encourage you to do. And um, if you need support in that way, really need it, and you have looked and you can't find anything, definitely reach out to me. I'm definitely open to pointing you in a partic- particular direction. Um, but yeah, I really deeply implore you to please seek that out and to get to a point where in settings where you know or you think you're only around straight people, cisgender straight people, that's when you're saying it. Because like, that's when it matters. Like, that's a huge time when it matters. When you think about your life and your circles and all of that, most of the time you're probably not around LGBTQ plus people. Um, you know, those minute times um, that are so rare. Like, oh, great, you're on your best behavior, whatever that is, whatever that means for you. But, like, what about all the other times? You know, that is when it, like, because I promise, I, I like, I know, like, you're like, oh, yeah, like, everybody I hang out with is 100% straight or whatever. Um, but it's, it's not even just about like, oh, somebody here could be this other thing. It's about creating a society where no matter what room you're in, homophobia, biphobia, transphobia is not, it's just not even a thing. That's not even like, there's, there's no reason to shame someone who is acting this way or might be attracted to this person or might want to explore this aspect of themselves or explore this thing or do this thing. Cause like, it's like, Oh yeah, like that's cool. That's beautiful. You should explore that. You should learn more about yourself and you should see where this thing takes you. And that's just cool. And it's not this, like, it's not this thing that you have to like put on or this behavior you have to like adjust to like make someone comfortable in the room with you. Like, it's not that, you know what I mean? Um, and, you know, obviously I, I already said, like, I spent a lot of this, um, speaking to and talking about straight black men. Um, but I know tons and tons and tons and tons of straight black women, um, who this same message really, really, really applies to. Um, that's my roommate's dog barking in the back. I'm not sure if you're going to be able to hear that, but yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, I know that from experience. Um, yeah, um, I won't go too much into that right now, but, um, yeah, I know that from experience is what I will say about, uh, a lot of straight women. Um, (laughs) so yes, that is what I will leave you with, um, (laughs) (laughs) before you get into the episode. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be my little disclaimer, my little addendum. Um, And I hope you have a wonderful listening experience. This video is less of a gotcha, you're the one to blame, and more of a recognizing that something is bad and recognizing the part that I play in upholding this bad thing. 
What up, what up? I'm having breakfast right now. I'm eating oatmeal with cinnamon and flax seeds. And I'm thinking about, you know, obviously my mental health as a black man, as a black bisexual man. And I'm also thinking about misogyny and how unlearning misogyny, deciding to take this sort of a lifelong journey of unlearning misogyny has helped me with my mental health. Misogyny and the ways in which gender under patriarchy works is it doesn't accept you how you are, but it prescribes how you should be. And so what I mean by that is when babies are born and we say that, oh, this baby is a girl, this baby is a boy, we begin to prescribe certain ideas of what it means to be a boy onto these babies, what it means to be a girl onto these babies. You see it all the time. You see little babies walking around with shirts that say ladies man. When little boys cry, a lot of times people will not hold space for them and will not allow them to cry and go through the full gamut of their emotions and teach them about emotional intelligence. Like it is okay to feel overwhelmed, it is okay to feel sad, angry, or whatever you're feeling, we don't equip boys with tools to navigate their emotions and really understand that their emotions are their responsibility. What often happens is boys get told not to cry, boys get told to man up, boys get told to stop acting like sissies, to stop acting like little girls, to stop acting like the F word, right? From a very early age, we get taught these sentiments about femininity and what it means to be a boy and that we need to be strong and that being anything besides straight is bad. So being bisexual is disgusting, being gay is weakness. And what happens when you decide to commit to unlearning misogyny is you start to really get to know yourself beneath the layers of conditioning, right? Beneath the layers of how you've been conditioned to show up into the world as a black man and see that you're just a being with emotions. And hopefully you start taking responsibility for your emotions. Hopefully you start unlearning homophobia. Hopefully you start unlearning misogyny and a lot of what that looks like is not emotional dumping on girls and women, not expecting women to be your therapists, not guilting women, not bottling your emotions up, having challenging conversations with men, calling out men on misogyny, using the B word to refer to women, realizing that being straight is not normal, quote unquote. It's just one sexuality amongst many other sexualities. Seeing gay, bisexual, lesbian, trans people as people deserving of respect and consideration. And you know, it's just funny because the same exact system that deemed black men as really dangerous, animalistic thugs is the same exact system that tells us that women are our property, that women are not as important as men, that women cannot lead, that men and women belong together, that women are better with the emotional stuff and men are better with the physical stuff. In addition to these things being really dangerous, once again, they prescribe how people should be instead of accepting people how they are in their totality. So patriarchy not only hurts us in the form of telling us that we should be this way, we're men, we should just man up, we shouldn't have feelings, we shouldn't be dealing with depression. And if we are, we're not really men, we're weak. And also, as far as like self-esteem stuff, right? So many men's self-esteem is based around how much money they have. And they have learned from a very early age that like, yeah, a man's job in life is to provide. And if you can't provide, then you're not a man. 
And you speak to so many men and their entire self-esteem is literally wrapped around how much they make and the work that they do. And while it is important to make money and provide for yourself and your family, that's not all that you are. And basing your entire worth, your sense of self around how much you make is a really slippery slope. It's not really grounded in anything. You don't really know yourself outside of this role that you were prescribed to play. And that's the thing about patriarchy. It dehumanizes men and women and ignores non-binary people. If you don't fit neatly into the box of man or woman, it's just like, oh, you don't even exist. It puts us into these boxes and it makes us half of a whole. But I'm not half a person and you're not half a person. Women are not half people. You get what I'm saying? You have to be a whole being on your own. It's just really frustrating being a part of this system. And it's frustrating making this video too. A part that frustrates me about making this video is that I'm assuming that a lot of the people that will be watching this are heterosexual black men. And to be real, I haven't really had the best of experiences with heterosexual black men. There have been some that have been good. There have been some, but overwhelmingly it's, it's poor still to this day. Part of so many heterosexual black men's sense of self and identity is grounded in homophobia and is grounded in this idea of I'm a man, I'm a real man, I'm strong, I'm not gay, I'm not pussy, I'm not weak, I'm not no f And so I find it frustrating to be making this video that could potentially, hopefully, maybe help some straight black men out there. But this is labor that I don't know that straight black men would do for me. But I suppose the reason why I do it is because I want to see a better world where straight black men's identity is not centered around dominance. It's not centered around violence against women or feeling like women owe you or you're entitled to women or you're smarter, better leaders. A world where homophobia and biphobia doesn't exist, you know? And I'm talking about these things and I don't want you to think that only heterosexual men are the only ones who perpetuate misogyny and patriarchy because they're not they are not a lot of women uphold patriarchy as well perpetuate misogyny as well this video is less of a, a gotcha you're the one to blame and more of a recognizing that something is bad and recognizing the part that i play in upholding this bad thing recognizing the fact that i'm a man and that affords me so many privileges anytime i'm talking about unlearning misogyny i always talk about it in a way where it's like similar to unlearning racism this is a lifelong journey and it's not as simple as reading one book and then it's over. It's about always having that critical lens because to be honest, we live in a white supremacist society. We live in a misogynistic society. We live in an anti-LGBT society. We live in an ableist society. So unlearning these things is going to take diligence. Like you kind of always have to be reflective and reflecting on your own views like is this influenced by my idea that men are better at leading than women is this influenced by my idea that women are emotional is this influenced by the fact that i don't think that lgbt people should be around children because there's something wrong with being lgbt and they could infect other people infect children so it's like about being constantly observant of your own thoughts and actions and creating a better, safer world, one step at a time. I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to the Let's Heal Already podcast. 
To be clear, I'm not advocating for an emotionally intelligent patriarch or for more men to begin and end their work at feeling comfortable painting their nails, wearing dresses, or expanding what falls under the fold of masculinity. Similarly, I do not want to be a highly efficient, well-adjusted worker under capitalism, which is often the aim of Western therapy models. I am calling for the system to be abolished. That system is imperialist, cis-heterosexist, white supremacist, capitalist, patriarchy. Please leave a rating or review on the platform you use to listen to this podcast, and feel free to share this with your friends. Donation to show support can be made at J-R-Y-U-S-S-U-F on Venmo.